show is brought to you by the men's clinic in madison dr mike manning dr cliff adams the manthing.com check them out today uh helping men go through the aging process the men's clinic in madison right with their uh everything that they offer the manthing.com the men's clinic in madison Walking people, men, through the aging process. Dr. Cliff Adams and Dr. Mike Manning. This is ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We are the Out of Bounds Show. Uh, Shout out to Fleetway Market and the Market Cafe for lunch today in Gluckstadt and in Brookhaven. We have listeners down there, too, Uh, if you're traveling. Fleetway Market, the Market Cafe in Gluckstadt and Brookhaven. Zach Arnett was on earlier in the show. We asked him about the evolution of the offense. Um, obviously, without Mike Leach, you don't win the games that you won the last few years. You were you were talent deficient, right? You had had a m- much better roster for several years prior to Leach uh, rolling into Starkville. Okay, um, there were some misses late with Mullen and some serious misses with with Moorhead. Uh, Leach, because of the razzle-dazzle, throw it around, you know, gave you an opportunity to do a couple of things that you'd never done. We've been through all this. Mass, major comebacks against Louisiana Tech and Auburn. You've never been built that way. Uh, Mississippi State's never been built to come from behind by one possession, much less two or three, or in the case of Auburn, 25 points, which on paper is four possessions and a point, as you all know, six points per touchdown. You know, that's four touchdowns and another score, and they come back and win. You're down three touchdowns plus against La Tech. You come back and win. Just the ability to really rep out the forward pass like had never been done. And you've always been a running team when you won. Dan did change it up a little bit in 14 and 15, and kudos to him. Uh, really developing Dak and giving Dak the reps that he needed to throw it around the yard. But we all know that Dak had, uh, you know, bottom three or four skill talent around him. It would have been crazy to see Dak with top seven or eight skill talent. Just one really, really good player and then a couple of good players. But anyway, we are where we are. I think Will Rogers is going to benefit from Kevin Barbet throwing in some wrinkles run-wise. And I think that Will may show a little bit more mobility than we gave him credit. That'd be Will Rogers. Than we gave him credit for because Leach asked him to do X, which is fine. That offense worked. It was good. But there was, it was massive check. I mean, at the end of the day, if it wasn't there, Leach wanted a two- or three-yard pass. I think you're going to see the ball push down the field more, and they're going to allow Will to move around more. Is he Nick Fitzgerald or Matt Corral? He is not, and he doesn't have to be. He's also super accurate, sometimes deadly accurate. Q 
Can Will throw the ball 30 or 40 yards with ease? He can. So when you hear all the nonsense from guys at lunch and happy hour and on the boards that he doesn't have the arm, I roll, keep on moving. That's not the guy you want to break bread with. But I think Will could evolve into another. We, we thought, oh, is he at his ceiling? Did he regress last year? Um, how sick was Leach? You know, don't. There's just a lot going on. All right. Now, here's something else. They're going to play the best skill players. Um, you know, Steve Spurrier Jr. went hard-headed football coach. I'm not going to change even when it was brought up to him. He kind of played the game, but y'all know this. It makes no sense to play rah-rah Thomas and Tulu Griffin at the same position. So that's over now, and you'll see that the next couple of weeks um, in uh, spring practice. And – Will's got some legitimate targets. Justin Robinson from Georgia is a legit player. And you haven't had this kind of player. It's And it's not Caleb Ducking. Robinson's way more advanced than, than Caleb Ducking will be. Would you have loved to have had Caleb Ducking another year? Yes. Is it Ducking's fault that he had poor, you know, high school and junior college coaching and then never threw the ball? No. But he was just a raw player that wasn't really ever going to get up and running in time. Justin Robinson is massive. He's a player that other schools that we've mentioned along the way have had players like that almost all the time. He's 6'5", he's big, he's physical, he, he's got speed and all that. So I don't think you've had a receiver like him in a while. And then you got Tulu and some other pieces. The the four best, or whenever they go three wide, four wide, depending on what Barbet wants to do, he will do some two back sets, as y'all have been able to pull up on. You, uh, is it Western or Central Michigan? Anyway, one of those in App State. But the bottom line is whether they go three or four wide, it's going to be the best players on the field. Arnett put an emphasis on that in our interview earlier today. If you missed it at seven thirty. It will be on Apple Podcast or Spotify. So I, I, I expect Will Rogers to ha- – this is going to be sound crazy because Leach was a genius. He's a Hall of Fame coach. And the air raid is nothing short of brilliant and has given us all these other things, variations, iterations in football the last 23 to 25 years. Um. I do think that the wrinkles that Barbet is going to drop, and they're really going to be a lot simpler than we're going to talk about when we're having beers in the offseason, are going to make Will slightly better. And in sports, slightly better. We kind of go overboard on some kind of massive step forward. Uh, slightly better here and there will will make Will's life much better. And I think it will help the offensive line and Will handle SEC pass rush, rushes. On the flip side, Oxford, I think Kiffin is telling us without telling us that I've cooled on Jackson Dart, which is amazing because I think Dart's really talented. And I'm going Spencer Sanders, and that's going to be my guy. Uh, He's a little more accurate, a little more dynamic with his legs. Combo that, that's a lot. A little goes a long way in sports. And that's the way I see it. The question is, what is Jackson Dart's future? I don't know if Ole Miss or if Mississippi State was in the same boat, how much you care once the decision's made. 
but it will be interesting to see if he can somehow find a way out of Ole Miss if he's not going to be the starter. Would you bet that he will, Blake, or won't? Oh, gosh. I'm going to say, based on everything that we've seen and what you just mentioned, context clues tell us Lane Kiffin is not happy with, with Jackson Dart. And I was going to ask this question. We didn't get a chance to earlier when we first brought this up. But we've mentioned, you know, Lane Kiffin goes and gets a new D.C. The defense wasn't really the issue down the stretch. Is Jackson Dart just another scapegoat for Lane Kiffin? Uh, To a certain extent, there could be some of that there. Um, Look, man, the buzz around Dart last January was insane. And nobody can get buzzed and worked up on new players like Ole Miss, okay? Uh, and they'll acknowledge that. I mean, when when it's something that recruits, new players, transfers, nobody can, can get the hype train going like Ole Miss. But the, the hype train around Dart was pretty insane. He had a good year. It wasn't his fault that he didn't have a premier receiver. Um, Mingo never developed into anything close to a really good SEC wide receiver, right? I mean, he was a solid player. Um, Malik Heath was better than solid but you didn't mention him with the better receivers in the league so he was in that pretty damn good but far from special in the league um trying to think yeah they just had some nice pieces and then you know Evans and Judkins did their thing so I also look at it like Dart didn't have anything special to throw to. And there have been several times over the last 15 years, from Mike Wallace all the way to Elijah Moore and everybody in between, where Ole Miss quarterbacks have had the benefit of having someone really special running pass routes, which kind of makes you better, right? Um, And I don't know if they – Will the Texas A&M five-star guy be the dude? We'll see. Do they have someone else on the roster? We'll see. Uh, But they've had guys play that, like, are always open. And they didn't have that this year. Now, did Dart miss some wide-open throws? He did. Did his receivers drop some balls that hit him right in the hands? They did. So, I'm not going to blame it all on Dart, but you're right. It it does seem to – you get the feel that this is, uh, hey, I, I can, I'm just, I, I've cooled on Jackson Dart. I think that's what's happened, and this is this is Spencer Sanders' team, and we'll go from there. So, and we'll see how dynamic Spencer can be. It, I guess, maybe Dart surprises us and puts, you know, wins it, and then in 2024 it will be Walker Howard. Um, but Jackson Dart's a dude, man. He can start a bunch of places around the country. And he took some licks. I mean, he got absolutely smoked at the end of the season by teams, uh, including Bama. Arkansas got after him. Mississippi State took shot after shot on him. And even Texas Tech got all over him. In that Texas Tech game, I got to give that kid credit. You know, Tom Luganville talked about how tough Spencer Sanders is. Dart kept getting up in that game. Um, So they're all, damn, I mean, this day and age with the mobility factor and the fact that you're going to run around as long as you can, 
You really do have to be tough as as shoe leather. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, presented by our friends at the Armory, Lake Harbor and Ridgeland. Now, the Armory is right down the road from Bulldog Burger. It's right in front of Kroger. Um, Blake, you know where I'm talking about, Lake Harbor and Ridgeland? Oh, I'm very well aware. You know, it's it's there's a place over there that you like to uh, smash lunch. And so the Armory, Lake Harbor in Ridgeland, is right there in front of Kroger. And they had a phenomenal 2022 20, yeah, year. And they want to say thank you to their customers. All right, firearms, optics, suppressors, they're the go-to. It's a, it's a converted bank building. It's really nice. Really, really nice. The Armory, Lake Harbor in Ridgeland. Check it out today. The Armory, Lake Harbor in Ridgeland. Blake's live in the Bank Plus studio. I will be tomorrow, and we'll have Steve Palazzolo on, and he will walk us through some of the Super Bowl and the storylines and this whole Mahomes, can he get number two? And can Jalen Hurts get uh, number one for his Oklahoma Sooner fan base? When was the last Oklahoma Sooner? So Baker Mayfield obviously hasn't been to the Super Bowl. Sam Bradford didn't nope. go to the Super Bowl. I mean, they went on a run with quarterbacks, though. Uh, Kyler Murray went through there. Sam Bradford went through there. Baker Mayfield went through there. Am I missing anybody else other than Jalen? Jason Those- White, baby. Jason White won the Heisman over Eli. That was absurd. He should have never won the Heisman. Yeah. Then became uh, a uh, receiver in the NFL. <laughs> uh, before that, Oklahoma just ran the football, so they didn't have any QBs that I can remember, but I could be missing one. So Jalen Hurts, o- uh, Oklahoma Sooner. Um, I don't see a single. I'm on Oklahoma's website. I don't see a single QB that's midden in the Super Bowl for them. Okay. Well, that would make sense considering they ran the triple option wishbone under Switzer. And, you know, we're so run heavy and, and for, for decades. Well, and that's, but it's kind of surprising given that Oklahoma lays claim to one of the highest number of QB Heisman winners ever. Now, we just went through a couple of them. But that just happened. Well, but I mean, Jason White, Sam Bradford were in the 2000s, and neither of them turned into anything in the NFL. And well, Jason then, White, did he, did he even get drafted? Yeah, he played receiver for the Miami Dolphins before he got into drug use. No, you're thinking about the Arkansas wide receiver. I mean, you're thinking about the Arkansas quarterback turned wide receiver, and that was with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That kid was a freak athlete. He also played basketball at Arkansas. He was the one that was in the game against Eli in 2001, and it was kind of the first modern big, I think it was seven overtime game at night because I'd just driven in from Tallahassee, Florida. I'd been at Florida State for like four or five days. And um, uh, they went head-to-head. Arkansas actually pulled out that game somehow. Uh, and Eli and I can't remember his name, duked it out forever. Matt but Jones. Jason, yes, that was Matt, Matt Jones, Jones, Arkansas. An absolute. So I, in the Humphrey Coliseum, I saw him go baseline. And dunk. And dunk <laughs> behind his head. And I swear he had every bit of a 40-inch vertical leap. Uh, 
um, the kid was an absolute freak, and had he not gotten in trouble, there is no telling what he would have done. But had he been coached by a really good coach today, we were just getting into the modern era, and I give I give Houston Nut credit. He he did some fun things with the Wildcat, and he did some fun things with Matt Jones and and Darren McFadden and Felix and 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 all those guys. But the bottom line is, if you dropped Matt Jones in well coached, you know, uh, Lane Kiffin, Mike Gundy, or at another level, Sean Payton, Andy Reid type stuff. And he didn't have a drug problem at 6'6", 220, there's no telling what he could have done. Because if you could have put enough polish on him at the quarterback position, who knows? But then if he was going to go to wide receiver regardless in the NFL and doesn't have issues but gets in the right system, holy smokes, that kid was freaky. Um, but, yeah, that was the – it was also a TV game, which we didn't get as much back then, obviously, 22 years ago. But it was a TV game. It had a big name in Eli Manning. The game went down the wire and then seven overtimes. Oh, I remember. That game will be referenced for a long – and it, I think the game lasted like, I don't know, four-plus hours or something. It was pretty pretty crazy. So, so that, Go ahead. Well, sorry. I was going to say, does that mean Jalen Hurts making it to the Super Bowl makes him the best Oklahoma quarterback of all time? I think so. Uh, Would you take him over Kyler Murray or Sam Bradford or Baker Mayfield right now? Like at their peak? I don't know. They they have they have built arguably two the two best or two of the best line of scrimmages in all of football. And then on top of that, they have two good running backs, and they have AJ Goddard and and uh, Devontae Smith, who I love him. I love watching him run around. Love watching him run routes. That dude's a little freak, even though he's tiny. Uh, he's tough as you know what, too. Speaking of tough as granite, Devontae Smith's tough as granite. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to quite go there yet, Blake, because the Eagles front office did an amazing job, and Jalen hasn't had to carry the team. The The two line of scrimmages have carried the team along with some other players. Um, he is a nice NFL quarterback. He hasn't had to have any kind of big moment in the NFL playoffs going through the New York Giants and or the San Francisco 49ers, just kind of what happened and how it played out. Uh, he's a good player, far from special. So I don't know if I'm quite ready to go there yet. And you and I don't consider Troy Aikman an Oklahoma quarterback because Troy was at Oklahoma but transferred to UCLA and and that's where he played the the bulk of his career before becoming a a Super Bowl winning QB. Uh, so you may be on to something, but I don't know if I'm quite ready to go there yet. Interesting. I, yeah, I, I, I was will curious. tell you this though. As far as between the years, he is. Oh, because as far as a locker room kid, uh, everything that you want intangibles, all the stuff that we talk about, all of the crawfish etouffee or the gumbo that means a damn thing in life with people that you want accountability and discipline and focus and and the right vibe in your business, workplace, life, family. Jalen Hurts trumps Kyler Murray, um, uh, Baker Mayfield, and I'm not saying Sam – I'm not saying that any of these guys are bad guys. I don't know quite as much about Sam Bradford other than he was probably just overdrafted. Um, Made a glass. 
he was made of glass, and he was again the book QB by Bruce Feldman, where Trent Dilfer walks you through every quarterback from nineteen. 19- uh, 83 on from the L.A. Marino on and how you need to be built like a dude in the hips down. Um, he just didn't have that that stuff. So, But Jalen, as far as bright, IQ, locker room, all the stuff that we want, to me, Jalen Hurts checks all those boxes. Blake, do you agree or no? Yeah, that's the Alabama in him. That's that's where that comes from. Is he's got that? That's the Nick Saban that's inside him. Uh, I think it's an interesting qu- question for a school that prides itself on being a QBU conversation. Right, they're in that conversation of QBU. O- Oklahoma prides themselves well, on being that. Well, they became that under Bob Stoops, but Correct. it never yeah. really materialized at the NFL level like they wanted. It yeah, to that's play. my point. That's the irony of this: is that their best. NFL QB in theory could become a guy that they got from Alabama. No, that's a good point. That, you know, good point. after everything that they did, you look at and really look at three. Look at the all right. So the early names of of Jason White and Sam Bradford and even Landry Jones, who was way overblown. <laughs> those three guys were Oklahoma products. Look at the next three guys on that list. All are transfers. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. True. And now Jalen Hurts, sure. all three transferred into the program and only spent a year or two uh, at Oklahoma, which is, you know, again, remarkable. And maybe a storyline that we see a lot more of. It will be interesting to see who the first Ole Miss or State QB who grabs glory that came from another school, you know, who that will be. Yeah, will that be Spencer Sanders? That's a great point. Will that be Spencer Sanders at Ole Miss? That's a good point right there. Um, but Jalen Jalen has the it factor. And, boy, that's what you want at that position at any level. High school, college, NFL. By the way, all the guys we're referencing out of Oklahoma are very, very talented players. We're just talking about being able to go to the NFL, play at the next level, and really, really lead and drive a franchise and and drive the locker room. And, to me, Jalen trumps all the other ones. But give Bob Stoops and Lincoln Riley credit for kind of creating this little model mojo that they did uh, you know, some QB pipeline when they were far, far, they were running back you, you know. I mean, Keith Jackson went through there as tight end, but they never threw in the ball. So uh, they were ground and pound. Hey, I do want to give a shout-out to Mudbugs. It is crawfish season, and they have some of the best shrimp you will put in your mouth in a 150-mile radius. Uh, Matt and the team are ready for you. Mudbugs in downtown Brandon on West Government. Super cool building. They do very, very well there. Uh, Mudbugs at the Reservoir, right around the corner from Havana Smoke Shop. And, of course, they've got wings. They've got that barbecue quesadilla. But it's crawfish, crawfish, crawfish. Mix in some uh, corn, some sausage, some mushrooms. And have yourself a crawfish feast at Mudbugs this week. It is the best crawfish in Mississippi. Mudbugs in Brandon and Mudbugs at the Reservoir. And don't forget, if you're in Startville this week, grab you a premium cigar. It's Spring Street Cigars in Startville. They're celebrating their one-year anniversary on Friday, and it's going to be a big party. 
and Rocky Patel Cigars will be featured at Spring Street Cigars on Friday, one-year anniversary. See you.